Welcome everyone to another episode of the Coach's Box. I'm your host at Coach GP3. And we got Coach Maddie T and the real Coach K in the building. So we got a great show planned for everyone today. Uh, we got a lot of NBA talk, we got a lot of football talk, and we got some uh, got some soccer talk. So what we're gonna do is begin by talking about um, the Champions League finals. So we're gonna start there. Uh, Coach Natty T, do you want to kind of kick us off with uh, your thoughts on the league finals? Man. <laughs> so, yeah, Champions League, well, it was the semifinals, the second leg of the semifinals on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Mm-hmm. As y'all can see, I got my PSG jersey. Yeah. I'm a PSG fan, so they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, to Manchester City. I wasn't surprised just because, to be totally honest, when they drew Manchester City in the semifinal, I was, I thought they were going to lose because yeah. Manchester City is just, not that they have better players per se, but they're, the coach is, in my opinion, the best coach of all time. Okay. Guardiola. So, the way they play, how disciplined they are, is just on a different level. So I wasn't surprised that they lost. Um, and then in the second game on Wednesday, uh, Chelsea went through. So you're going to have two English teams in the, in the Champions League final, which is that's only happened a handful of times. And then this is the first time that the Chelsea, like the same club for the men's and the women's are going to be in the Champions League at the same time. So the Chelsea women's team actually made the finals as well, which is which is interesting. Yeah. So um, right now I'm leaning towards Manchester City just because I think it's their year. I think they're the best. They've been the best team in Europe since January. Um, but But Chelsea is the way they play and how organized they are is pretty phenomenal. Uh, their coach actually coached PSG last year to their first ever appearance in the finals. And so he's done it. He's one of the only handful of coaches that ever go back to back finals with two different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. They Chelsea beat Manchester city in their domestic cup league. This was a few right. weeks ago. Um, they actually play each other Saturday in the English Premier League game. So that's kind of like a little pre-warm-up game, if you will. But um, right now, I'm leaning towards Manchester City just because I think it's their year. Um, but that may change as the time gets closer. <laughs> gotcha. um, yeah. That's a safe bet, though. Manchester City is definitely a safe bet. They're just the they Pep Guardiola man. That that guy right there is a genius. He's just he's a beast in terms of how he gets the team prepared and how they play and just how organized they are, disciplined they are, and just just on a different level. So right. yeah, I mean that that's kind of my overall thoughts. Of course, I, I to vent a little bit more on PSG again. I wasn't surprised that they lost right. the second leg. They had to win by two goals. Uh, Killian Mbappe was out, so we were pretty much done from there. But yeah. I'm gonna go a little. I'm, I'm gonna be a little specific, just because I, again, I played. I played soccer. I was a defender. Pencil Kempembe, man, he's their center back for PSG. 
Like, the dude sucks. I'm sorry. I can't stand <laughs> I cannot stand it. Right. I'm not going to get into too much details because that's like real super detailed stuff when you're talking about how you defend and your body positioning and all that. But just know the second goal that was scored or the first goal that was scored was his fault. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And then in the last game, this dude want to duck out of the way when he's sitting in the wall and the ball's coming towards his torso and he want to move out of the way. Like, what kind of punk is that? Man? All right. You shouldn't be playing if that's what you're going to do. You shouldn't be playing. <sighs> so, overall, I, I think they need, if I were running PSG, they need upgrades in the midfield. Uh, they need upgrades on their wing backs are very weak because they get torch every week. Yep. Um, Neymar gets on my nerves, but I would, if he still wants to stay, you got to keep him. My priority would be keeping Killian Mbappe at all costs. Mm -hmm. He's a future. He's 22 years old. He's going to be a, a Ballon d'Or winner, which is essentially the best player in the world. He's he's definitely next in line for that over the next five years or so. He's going to be that prime player, so that's that'll be my priority. But they need to get better in the midfield. They need to get better in a better defense overall. It's just complete trash. Gotcha. But that's I want to say more, but we have other topics to get. Are <laughs> <laughs> hey, you going all day about soccer, man? Well, there's a certain, like, again, like, if they lose, they lose, but just certain things just really tick me off. Yeah. As much as I love PSG, like, they just, they really get on my nerves sometimes. Because sometimes they're very excruciating to watch mm -hmm. as a soccer yeah. slash football fan. But, you know, like I said, that's my squad. I'll, I'll keep, you know, I'll stay with them, but. Yeah. It's like watching the Cowboys. Almost, in a way, in a way, yeah. Or Chicago. They, they have all or Chicago. <laughs> You know, at least most of the ingredients are there, but man, they just, oh, they're so frustrating sometimes. So, but that's that. All right. Well, we're going we gonna to move into some NFL talk. So the draft is already uh, done. And we, what we did is like, we did our top 10 uh, power rankings for the NFL season. So we're, we're taking into account off-season moves and draft moves, and we just ranked our top 10. So our listeners out there, what I would like for you to do, I want you to give us our top, your top two teams, NFL teams going into next year um, as we list ours. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start. I mean, defending champs didn't get worse. So they were able to sign everybody back, you know, and so I got to go with Tampa Bay as one right now because – um, I think all they did was add. They didn't really lose anybody uh, of substance with their team. So Kansas City, they got their O-line together because Patrick Mahomes had to run for like 500 yards trying to run away from defenders and stuff like that, running for his life, basically. Felt like so, a million yards. A million yards, basically, yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, Kansas City's going to be number two for me. Uh, and then Green Bay with an asterisk. That's like if Aaron Rodgers is there and playing, and they find a way to make them happy. If Aaron, wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, that's going to be a, that's going to change this power rankings dramatically. I got them, I got Buffalo, because I think they hit a great rhythm last year. I don't think it's a flash in the pan. I think they're actually on their way up. Um, they didn't get any worse over the year. In fact, they added a few key pieces. I never thought I'd say this, but 
Next is the Cleveland Browns. I, I never thought I'd say that in my life, but <laughs> Cleveland, they're doing that. They finally, after all these years, got a, a competent front office. So they are making some very intelligent moves. Uh, you know, being able to go into the draft and get some key defenders uh, to really solidify that defense, their, their secondary was actually their weakness. So they were able to really tidy up things on that end, and they were able to keep their offensive people. So that right after that, I think, will be Baltimore. Uh, really, this is pending that Greg Roman actually does his job and open up the playbook for Lamar Jackson because I think they're coddling him a little bit too much, and they have to challenge him. But also, you know, uh, you have to cater and challenge to people at the same time, you know, within reason. I think every good organization can, uh, can find a good balance with that. They haven't found it that. So by the time they get to the playoffs, they're, they're more predictable and they're beatable, and it's really, they really get exposed there. Uh, the Rams, I think Matthew Stafford, I think the Rams won that whole golf Stafford exchange there. So I got the Rams with their top defense and a quarterback to actually throw the ball down the field and Matthew Stafford. Uh, San Francisco, if Jimmy G could stay healthy, San Francisco's got, you know, and they, and they get Richard Sherman back. If he decides to jump back in with San Francisco, I think they'll be fine. Pittsburgh, if Ben Roethlisberger's uh, arm doesn't fail him again, which I'm predicting it will, that's why they're at number nine. Uh, they did get Najee Harris in the draft, uh, but they got to sure up their O-line if they want to move forward. Um, and then just because they're in my heart, I had to put Dallas at number 10 because that got his money now. He's going to be healthy. He's going to play. Their offense is incredible. And eight out of 11 draft picks were on the defense. So even if half of those pan out, I think they'll be able to, to cut down the offensive scoring and be able to make it competitive. So those are my top 10. I see Zeke, Kansas City, uh, Tampa Bay, and his Baltimore Ravens. Okay, so there's uh, his top three. Uh, Coach K, who do you have in your top 10? Uh, my top my top 10, of course, you got to go with Tampa Bay. I mean, they didn't lose anybody. They signed everybody back. Um, I still – I mean, I think no matter what, they're still going to be in the conference. Uh, <clears throat> and the conference uh, – I mean, they're going to be in the – they're going to be a top two team. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No matter sure. what. Conference sure. championship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, I got the Chiefs. Um, just because, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, um, I think he's going to – I think we're going to see – I think we're still going to see him start to come into his own more as long as uh, Reed doesn't blow the play calling. Um, mm-hmm. Next, I got the Browns. Um, I never thought I'd have them in my top three, but I have yep. the Browns. I mean, they have a nice squad. I mean, they'll have uh, – <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, we've seen what they've done, and I think they're just going to only get better. But I think this is going to be a make-or-break year for them. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see what they can do this year. Um, next, I, I, I might, I might get thrown off the show for this, but I don't care. Number (laughs) number four, I have, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. What? Uh, Yeah. For what? I'm about to to kick you out of it. No, we're not doing that. We're not. You are out here giving the people out here false hope. (laughs) I want everybody to last coach K. Hear me out. Hear me out. I had the Falcons. But because they still have uh, Matthew, 
uh, as their quarterback. Uh, you don't even know his last name. <laughs> Matty Ice. <laughs> That's not the man's last name. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, actually, uh, that was a joke. I got the Buffalo Bills at number four. <clears throat> number five. Number five are the Dallas Cowboys. But because they're the Dallas Cowboys and they still have <clears throat> Jerry Jones as the owner. Yeah. Uh, I'm dropping them down. They're not number five. Number five, I actually have Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. Number number five, number five is really Indiana. Uh, Carson Wentz uh, reunited back with the uh, offensive uh, coordinator that he did the best with, and I think I think he has something to prove this year. I mean, Indy already has a nice offense. I think the missing piece was Carson Wentz. Uh, number six, I have the Ravens. Um, I think. People might hate me for this, but I don't think that they're going to be any better than they were last year. That's that's just how I see it. I think there's too many teams that are uh, – there's there's other teams that are uh, they're better. Right. Uh, number seven, I have the Seahawks. Um, number eight. Number eight is actually where I have the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I'm not mad at that. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we addressed the issues we needed to get. And I think Parsons is a top three uh, defensive player. So, um, I'm just interested in seeing how they're going to use him this season. Uh, I mean, I just I just hope to God that, you know, the off, everything clicks with the offense this year. I mean, I mean, the writing's on the wall. I think, I think this is – if this is the team to do something, I think this is the year. Um, number nine – I have the Rams, even though I still don't. I still don't think. I think. I think uh, Matthew Stafford is uh, is uh, baggage. Like I, 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 don't, I, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know how much he has left. You know what I'm saying? I mean, granted, like they did win the best of that with sending Jared Goff to Detroit, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. And uh, number ten, I have I have the Patriots. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at that one. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. All right, Coach Natty. See Natty shaking his head. <laughs> no, no, that was a that was a good shaking of the head. I mean, because I think they're they're right in there. Um, yeah. But I'll go I'll go pretty quick. I mean, you guys pretty much. I have a few differences in mind but you guys pretty much gave most of the analysis there um number one i got the bucks two i got the chiefs um really like that orlando brown trade they made with the offensive line that was that was pretty gangster yeah. right there on their part um three i got the bills just because I, I think they'll still take another step next year um four i have the browns for all reasons you guys said Y'all know I hate Cleveland, but listen, <laughs> they got a squad, man. Yeah. And I agree with Coach K. I think um, it's a make or break year for Cleveland in all seriousness because, I mean, you know, you have to kind of change the narrative and change the whole mood around being the Cleveland Browns. And this is the year you got to do it. Like, you got to come back and, and like, base. I think they got to win the division this year and make that statement, you know. Actually. Because I think if you just kind of revert back to the old Browns, I don't know 
when you'll ever get out of that rut. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, yeah, so four out of the Browns. Five, I have the Ravens. Um, I love to put the Ravens higher, but I, to, to your all's point, I think the Ravens, they're still elite, but I think these other teams are catching up to them a little bit. Yeah. If I'm the what to me, I would move the Ravens up to maybe like a two A or two okay. B, I should say. If they go get Julio Jones, that's what they need to make a bold move like that. They do, they do. I think to your point with Greg Roman, I think that's what they're missing. I think because looking at not to get too much into it, but looking at Lamar Jackson and who he has successful with, with his receivers, with the bigger tight ends. I think the missing piece with them, they need to get, like, bigger receivers. Like the Hollywood Brown, the little smaller receivers, because yeah. they have, like, a shorter target window to kind of mm-hmm. – for him to pinpoint the ball to. Because he's not that accurate, but when you get a guy that has a big target frame that he can throw the ball to, he does really well. Yeah. So I think – and you need, like, a good veteran – like big body veteran receiver to help Lamar Jackson out. So yes, me, if they need to go get Julio Jones and I would move them at least three, four spots up on my okay. list. That's fair. Um, so I'll go quickly here. Six out of the Rams. I like, but I like the uh, Matthew Stafford pickup. Mm-hmm. Seahawks. I thought they did a decent job. Not necessarily big flashy names, but a lot of like little big moves, I would say. Mm-hmm. I put them up. Um, eight, I like the Chargers. Tell, I really yeah. like their draft. Yeah. Their, their draft was phenomenal. I like a lot of the free agency acquisitions they, they, they put on. Again, not big names, but very solid names. Hopefully they can stay healthy. Um, nine, I got the 49ers. Um, I love the Trey Lance pick. Mm-hmm. In our little mob draft, I, said, I, I thought they should have took Trey Lance. I like that. But mainly because everybody's coming back to be healthy. Yeah, so that's kind of like theoretically, if everybody comes back healthy, I mean, that's really this the NFC Super Bowl representative two years ago when everybody's healthy. So, um, 10, I got the Steelers. I really like the Najee Harris pick. Mm-hmm. Still needs a few offensive linemen, but um, yes, I, I like I like the Najee Harris pick. Um, honorable mention or two honorable mentions was New England and in Dallas. Um, the Cowboys are the Cowboys, man. They gonna muck it up one way or the other. Yeah, they're they're kind of, I mean, the roster has never really been the problem. It's hey. just, they just, for some reason, they just can't put it together. But I mean, the roster is phenomenal. But I don't know. And then the Patriots, least... I do think Cam. I know there's a lot of Cam hate out there, but I really think he can be. Maybe not MVP Cam, but I think he'll he'll do Service. really decent yeah. this year at least. Yeah, because I mean he didn't have any off season last year. Came there late, got COVID, <laughs> and and really to think about it, like seven and nine isn't that horrible considering all mm-hmm. the opt outs that they had. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they're getting all those guys back. He's gonna have an off season, have a little bit more continuity. Again, they did a lot of free agency, maybe not like big names, of course, but they did. I not really think they'll they'll be very formidable this year. So that was my honorable I, mention as a, in in the top ten. So I, I feel I, like you know I I, I don't, 
all the Cam hate out there is really getting on my nerves, man. Yeah, it we really got is. some. We got some love in the in the chat for Cam. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Hey, sure. yeah. I, see that. I just I just want to see Belichick just uh, put Tampa Bay in their place. Cause I, I mean I don't know I I, I was trying to I, <laughs> that's I, not I, happening I know it's, like, it's a pipe dream it's a pipe dream but I figure if anybody can do it he can I mean he's 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 done more with less more than anybody as far as Tampa goes from. at they go at New England this year right yeah mm-hmm. Whew, man that's that's that a good game. That's the a highest good. rated. NFL yeah. regular season games since yeah. New England and and, uh, and Dallas. And Dallas. So that might be. And, I'm gonna put that yeah. out there right now. Can, and can I also just say, uh, Jackson, Jacksonville, um, they get an F for signing Tim Tebow as their tight end. Man, I let me ask you, <laughs> let me ask you Zeke's question because I'm, I'm not even gonna address that nonsense. Let me answer Zeke's question. I would put. I would have New Orleans in there. It's just I'm not sure about the quarterback situation yet. Not sure. I know Taysom Hill and you know and Jameis, but I think I need to see how they look first before really putting them in a in a power rankings. But I would I would put um the Saints, I'll probably maybe maybe they top fifteen. Yes, I'll, I, I'll have the Saints because again, yeah. I just need to see how that looks. Because Drew Brees, as much as you know, he was older last year and all that, and I get all of that, but he's still Drew Brees, and there's still like the continuity with the offense that he's had all those years. So I want to see how that looks first. But but yeah, man, I that 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 Tim Tebow thing, man, like man, I can't believe it. I, I believe it, you know. But that's like that's like. That is like the definition of nepotism. That, like, that's the closest thing to nepotism without, without actually being related. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's true. That's true. That's very true. Because, I like, mean, uh, out of all the tight ends out there, like, we just had a draft, bro. You're like, oh, well, he can help us at tight end. Like, there was no tight ends out there that can help you except Tim Tebow. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'm I'm not even going to acknowledge that whole thing. Um, to Zeke's question about the Saints, that I think I think it is because if you put Taysom Hill, he hasn't proven that he can consistently throw the ball. Uh, that he has presented himself more as a gadget player uh, that can make plays, so he can make some throws, he can make some plays, but he, can he do it over the course of the season? Where all of a sudden there's going to be a bunch of tape on him now. When you just put somebody in for a few plays, it's hard to plan for. But when you have somebody that is taking every snap, it's much easier to plan for that person. So can he make in-game adjustments that are going to keep the offense moving? I don't think so. Jameis has a better chance at that, but yet he's going to throw the ball to the other team just as much as he throws the ball in the end zone, as much as I like Jameis. Um some of some of the decision making on his on his end is very questionable. But if Peyton can work with him on that, they might have a chance if Jameis is quarterback. But I don't think they're going to go anywhere with Taysom Hill. Um, yeah, I think Jameis is better. I mean, honestly, yeah. even with the turnovers, like, I'll still take Jameis. Yeah, yeah, he he gives you the best chance to win. Uh, if they grab Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that changes everybody's list. Like for it, it's our list is dependent on Aaron Rodgers right now. To be honest, yeah. So, 
Um, but uh, we're gonna go into some NBA stuff. So speaking of speaking of like list that we're doing, I know I know Elijah. You know, it may be one of those things where Aaron doesn't leave. He just puts up a fight, and they eventually He's gone. Yeah, yeah. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Well, listen, man. Listen, man. Real, real quick, before we go to NBA, man, the ball is in Green Bay's court. It is. We talked about this last week, Coach JP3. I feel yeah. like whether you agree or not, Green Bay has been somewhat spoiled because they have Brett Favre all those years, and then you roll right into Aaron Rodgers. And remember, it, Aaron Rodgers had to sit for three years. And it was reported they had to, like, recreate his throwing, you know, uh, motion. So I feel like Green Bay has this, like, we made you type of attitude. Yeah. Which, but, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's true. But, again, I think that's coming from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think they, if you look at the statistics by Aaron Rodgers' standards, the, the three years before he won the MVP this past year, mm-hmm. you know, the stats were slightly ticking down. So I think they, if my thing is with Green Bay, if that's how you felt, then just go ahead and auction him off then. Yeah. What's all this whole, oh, um, we love Aaron. Like, don't backtrack <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, don't backtrack don't now back because. Track now. Like, you guys were already setting it in motion because you did the same yes. thing with Brett Favre. We're Aaron Rodgers. Like, go ahead, get rid of him. And see what this kid got. Yeah, because I look at it in terms of like his stock is as high as it's going to be, pretty much coming off an MVP season. So you might as well be able to get uh, a quarterback, some draft picks, and stuff like that. I mean, we'll we'll see. Play him to the Cowboys. Oh, Ah. do a quarterback swap. Don't 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 ruin Aaron's career like that. You know what? I care about Aaron too much. I would rather have have him host Jeopardy for a year than to play for the Dallas Cowboys and mess up his career. Come on, man. At least at least he would have better receivers to throw to. That's yeah, true. He would. He would be an upgrade. I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see how what happens. It, it, the NFL is going through a <laughs> ship right now. DeMarcus, no, we're not. Listen, <laughs> if, if, they, if they, he got Philly sent has? to Philly, the coach would go up there and be like, all right, well, we're still having an op- open competition for quarterback. You know, nah, I mean, he's going to play rock, paper, scissors for the first. Oh <laughs> he's like, oh, no, Aaron ain't competitive. I can't take Aaron. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, Philadelphia, man. Like, I'm sorry, DeMar. Philadelphia didn't make any of our lists. But, I mean, y'all might be best or maybe in the NFC. He's like that. second. Like that. Yeah. He belongs yeah. in the league. I trust I like that. that. Yeah, I trust I like that. that. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to move on to some NBA. So, for those of you that tune in to the All the Smoke podcast, uh, which is a really dope one. Um, a lot of good content. So, Jeannie Buss was on there. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for your objectivity, Damaris, that they wouldn't make your list either. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, Jeannie Buss, you know, Buss family runs the Lakers, own it for, for, for a long time. She gave her most important, her top five most important Lakers of all time. So, I'm going to read the list to you, and then Coach K is going to take it 
and talk about how he feels about this list. Okay. So number one, Kareem. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Two, Kobe. Three, LeBron. Four, Magic. And five, Phil Jackson. Used to be a coach there. So, like, that's her top five most important Lakers of all time. Coach K, take it away, brother. Before I get there, I just want to say Kevin Durant is a snake of a man. He is a stain on the NBA and needs to be removed. I mean, they need to get this man out of here, bro. Like he, Kevin Durant is just a menace, even more so, more so worse than uh, Paul Pierce. I just had to say that. Um... Let it go, Kenny. Let it go. How, how do you not put Shaq on? You? <laughs> I can't let it go, man. I can't let it go. Um, uh, first, I just don't see how you have a top five Lakers list and not have um, and not have Shaq on it. Exactly. So, like, yeah, to me, my top five. Okay. Um, I, and we kind of talked about it in the group chat, but um, Jerry West. I mean, you wouldn't have Showtime Lakers. Uh, you wouldn't have Shaq and Kobe. Uh, you would have no Phil Jackson. The man's the logo for crying out loud, even though he only won one championship himself. But, I mean, he probably probably the greatest executive that that's ever been in the NBA. So, yeah. I mean, he had a yeah. hand in putting together all of the Lakers uh, championship teams aside from, uh, you know, LeBron. But, I mean – I don't know. Like I, I don't know I don't know what she was doing. Um I mean I've heard I mean the less is probably based more so on personal relationship than anything. I mean I understand Phil Jackson being on there. Uh you can make a case for Pat Riley, but um not having Jerry West and Shaq needs to be on the list. LeBron yeah. what has he done? Like he won a championship in a in a weird NBA year. <laughs> and 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 people are still like defacing like LeBron like artwork <laughs> across the city. <laughs> the man still hasn't even played a full season in in the in the Lakers uniform for crying out loud. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, technically he yeah. has it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like his his best years haven't even been with the team. Nah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. LeBron is LeBron's off the list. I don't even know if he's he might he might make the top eight, but he's definitely not in the top five most important Lakers. Actually, he might make the top ten, but yeah, at least I for me, I got Jerry West number one. I got um, I got Kareem number two. Uh, Magic Johnson, Shaq. Nah. Okay, Kobe, then I got Shaq. But, I mean, you, Kobe wouldn't be Kobe without Shaq. Like, man, man's would, would have no championships. None. I disagree with that. I disagree with that part. He, it, okay, like, how? He how, got two without him. Okay, yeah, but that was that was after Shaq had already left. Like with Shaq, with with Kobe coming to his own without without Shaq. I mean, he kind of did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, 
do they but, have like the three feet Lakers? Probably not, but I think Kobe yeah. would have still been. I mean, he's still in terms of numbers, in terms of like I don't know, maybe impact, but I still Kobe think he would have been three. a phenomenal player. That is blasphemy, Zeke. You are absolutely right. That is yeah, completely Kobe, utter Kobe blasphemy. Kobe not being top three. Top three as far as the important Lakers of all time. Kobe got to be in the top three. I mean, to be totally honest, if you're going off of importance, like I have Jerry West number one, because like I said, like just of everything that he put together for the Lakers behind mm -hmm. the scenes. I have Kobe, like to me, like it's between Kobe and, and Magic that's in that so, two slot. Yeah. So yeah. So he here here's why here's why I say like um I think the Kobe the Kobe narrative isn't as important with without Shaq being on that team. Like that never would have came up. All right, Coach K, let me ask you something real quick. Go ahead. So you said that Kobe wouldn't have come into his own and gotten the three championships okay, so without he Shaq. Would, he would have, but I'm saying like I don't think his the legacy, because we always we always had that narrative like, oh, Kobe can't win a championship without Shaq. Like that narrative never would have. Like, what would the narrative have been after that? Well, I think it, it would probably would have been more of the the Jordan conversation. Yeah, because how mm. we treat him, like how we treat LeBron and Jordan, it probably would have been more Kobe and Jordan. Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of yeah. who he would be chasing. Yeah. Because it's like, because now, like, because we just completely skip over Kobe. Like, it's just LeBron and Jordan. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe Kobe has more of, like, a piece of that pie in terms of the narrative and the argument in terms of comparing the great players amongst Jordan. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I think even if they didn't get Shaq at that time, I do think the Lakers would have done something because they're the Lakers. Mm -hmm. So maybe it would have been a different duo. But Dwight Howard? <laughs> no, don't don't even mention his name on that show. Don't, don't even do that. Hey, he's good. <laughs> but I mean, it it would have been interesting to see. I mean, I think I mean obviously he still gets those two championships later on with mm -hmm. him and Powell essentially. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it would it would be interesting to see because the West at that time was man. Deep. I mean, the West right now is pretty deep, but. Back then, my goodness. I mean, you had yeah, the Kings, spots. the Kings, the Spurs, Blazers. Um, I mean, the Blazers. Blazers. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that, they had some squads back then. So it would have been interesting to see if Shaq wasn't there. Like, if he had, you know, if he had stayed in Orlando all those years, like, how, how that would have looked. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Coach Matty, what does your list look like? For me, it's Jerry West and everybody else, really. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> if we're talking importance, because again, just everything that he's he did behind the scenes, and a lot of the things that he was responsible for. Um, but if we're going to name them, um, I go Jerry West. I go Co I go Kobe. Then I go um, Magic. Then I go Shaq. You can't have. Wait, what's what's wrong? <laughs> You have Shaq over Kareem, though? Well, that's just me, because I never saw Kareem. Okay. Play, so. um, and then I just have Magic in there just because it's Magic. And yeah. Sure. He's, he is L.A. He, um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'll probably I have those four, and then I'll probably put um, 
then I'll probably put Kareem in there just out of respect. Yeah. My list similar to yours. I mean, I look at because what Larry and Magic did for basketball, like in general, is of utmost importance. I mean, we talked about okay. it on the show all the time. They used to put games on on on, uh, on delay, on tape delay. Yeah, they're on tape delay. Yeah, like and and so you you got these two cats that come into the NBA, and now all of a sudden, Magic created the Showtime thing. It was his skill set that created that. And an older Kareem Abdul-Jabbar benefited from that. Now, he had unstoppable moves, you know, with the sky hook and everything like that. But, I mean, Magic even got to the finals against Jordan. Even though they lost, they still got to the finals without Kareem. They have Vlade Divac as their center. You know, so, like, there's, you know, Kareem had proven himself beforehand, but he was on the downswing of his career, and so he couldn't carry the load. Because he was there before Magic was drafted, and they didn't go far. So Magic was the cornerstone of that team. So I, I have to put him above Kareem, like one above Kareem. Uh, there, I don't think LeBron belongs on the list right right now. I mean, he hasn't done more than any of these other folks have done. So he can't be as important or more important than these guys. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't have Phil on the list. I mean, he would be like my six. He would be before LeBron, but he wouldn't be in the top five. Um, but yeah, I, it just boggled my mind why Jerry West wasn't on that list. Everywhere that dude goes, the team gets better. Every, every, everywhere he goes. Yeah, he but again, Lakers, Golden State, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Everywhere. But again, that that that's her list is based off personal relationship. That's what I'm saying. Like it's not. That's not a true importance list. I mean, she didn't even have her dad in there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait. Uh. That's just her personal, like, good friends and all of that. Like, that's that's what that is. I mean, that ain't nothing but that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move in. We're going to transition into we're about to experience here in about a week and a half um, a new playoff format, play-in format for the NBA. So, you know, they're really experimenting now. I think their goal is to make uh, the regular season more important. And so in order to do that, they're trying to make things ma more things matter. So there's, hey, we could shake it up at the end of the season. That makes these games down the stretch carry more weight to them. Uh, and if we could do that, then hopefully we can, you know, make the NBA a little bit more exciting, even though it's one of the longer seasons in sports. I personally think that's a Band-Aid approach. And it would be they would have to completely restructure the way that they do things, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think they have, as much as we criticize, um, you know, different leagues for different things, I think they need to take a page out of the NFL's book. So you're not going to stop the TV contract stuff and say, do a one and done, like, so winner take all of one game. It's too lucrative to do that. So that's not reasonable for them to change. But what they can change is the way people qualify for the playoffs in general. So picture the divisions that the NBA is segmented to are virtually no, no importance. Mm -hmm. Most of us can't even name which teams are in what division. We can name the conference that they're in, but we can't name the division that they're in. Therefore, they really don't carry much weight at all. And I think that's very problematic when you don't have that type of importance in the game. So what I would propose them to do is that there are five teams in each division. 
the top two teams in each division automatically go into the playoffs, right? So now you got three teams in each division left over for, for each conference. So then it would go by best records from there. You would use for any tiebreakers, your division record would be the tiebreaker for those. So then you would have then that makes every single game count because if, if you're playing in your division competition and you don't do well, you, you still miss out in the playoffs. So that makes that important. Um, so those remaining four slots also not only would division record be part of it, but also the head to head matchups would be tiebreakers. So we talk about NFL all the time. These two teams play and this team work. So they're going to get the nod if everything else is equal. So literally, it's making every game mean something, which completely changes the way people strategize who sits out when, you know, everything like that. I think it will nip some of that in the bud when players don't have to sit out and they just sit out. Uh, because right now, the NBA is experiencing marginalized impact on their rosters. Because why would you pay for NBA League Pass if you're not going to see the best players play every night? Because that price is based on the best players playing on your television, on that on that app. Why would you pay for it? Well, so that you wouldn't like. So that's why <laughs> people aren't aren't doing it anymore. So mm -hmm. they're going to have to find a way to make every game meaningful. And if they're not going to shorten the season and they're not going to change the playoff um, amount of games per series, you got to change the way people make it into the playoffs. Uh, and that carries weight for each game. So. That's my idea. What about you? Um, I kind of went back and forth on it a little bit because at first I didn't like it, but I actually don't think it's that bad. Mm -hmm. I do like your idea. That could be something, you know, they could try, like, in the future season. Because to your point, well, the point I do agree with you on mm -hmm. is it is a Band-Aid. I don't know long-term if it will have an effect or have any sort of momentum in terms of the goal that they're trying to ultimately achieve, which is to make the regular season more important. Mm -hmm. The one thing I don't like about it, though, is especially with how it's structured this year, I don't like that it's like 7 through 10. Yes. Because, I mean, if you play 72 games, like, I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you haven't figured out how to make playoffs by then, like, why are we having, like, a four-team playoff? Yeah, like I honestly feel like it should just be three. It should be like the eight spot, the nine spot, and the ten spot. The nine and the ten play each other, and then they play the eight seed. Like mm -hmm. that's it. Like mm -hmm. in the seventh seed, I feel like that's just that's too much. That's too a much. that's a bit that's a bit much. It's a bit overkill. Um, but I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think it does kind of at least create some buzz at least towards the end of the season because those team, those bottom teams. You know, like the or even the team in that eleven spot, like like New Orleans, for instance, with in the West. You know, they're still like have something to play for. So I I think it 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 has done some good, but over the long run, I don't know. I don't know if it'll work, um, and I think it's really worked this season because really the only reason why it's even really working is because of Steph Curry. Yeah. Because it's it's that's the only thing that has kept that's even keeping him in the MVP conversation yes. is the fact that he may possibly have a chance of making the playoffs because of this whole play-in <laughs> scenario. 
Yes. So, like, yeah, that's working for him this year. But I don't, is that going to be every year? I don't know. No. So we'll we'll see. But that's that's my thoughts on it. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Coach K, we're going to bring you in on this on this next topic here. Um, so, there's been a lot of talk about Allen Iverson or Russell Westbrook. Who's better? Oh, man. And then, just because we like to have fun, we're going to add Steph Curry into this. Uh, so, Coach Natty T, we're going to have you lead it off because it was your topic, and then Coach K, you can go next. Are, are we doing this from the lens of, like, who would you rather build your team around or who's going to have the better career? I did both. Um, okay. I thought about this. I actually thought about this kind of hard, long and hard, and – Come bear with me. I'll try to go through this as quickly as possible because my overall point is with Russell Westbrook, I'm going to try and defend him a little bit here because Oh, man. <laughs> well, again, I think with Russ the, and why I put Steph in here to make an example of it mm-hmm. is because of likability. reason why Westbrook is so polarizing is because a lot of people don't like him. So only reason. To me. Because let's just, and I'm just going to go him and, because we already, we, we know Steph's accomplishments and playoff and all that. Yeah. But let's look at, let's look at Allen Iverson's playoff record. Mm-hmm. Or it's Russell Westwood's playoff record through the years. Because <sighs> the complaint with Russ is, ever since KD left, he hasn't done anything. Right. So, 99. This is 99, Allen Iverson with the with the 76ers. They got swept in the second round by the Pacers. Pacers went on to the Eastern Conference Finals that year. 2000, lost to the Pacers again in the second round. 2001, the infamous year, the finals year. Right. They got to the, got play the Lakers, won a game. After that, and I love Allen Iverson, but after that, 2002, they lost in the first round against Boston. 2003, right. lost to the second round against Detroit. 2004, they didn't even make the playoffs. And that was the year when they had Chris Webber now. Yeah. 2005, lost their first round to Detroit. 2006, no playoffs. 2007, no playoffs. The last time he made the playoffs was with the Nuggets when they had Carmelo. Right. They lost in the first round to the Lakers mm-hmm. in 2008. Okay. So I'm going to go to Russ. So, obviously, this is when they had the, the baby big three, if you will. So, 2010, they lost the first round to the Lakers. 2011, they lost in the Western Conference Finals to Dallas. 2012, they go to the Finals. 2013, they lost in the second round to Memphis. But remember, he got hurt that year. He did. <clears throat> 2014, Western Conference Finals against the Spurs. 2015, they didn't make the playoffs, but remember KD was out with his foot, and then he broke his hand at the end of the season, so yeah. that's why they didn't make the playoffs. 2016, at the infamous Golden State Western Conference Final debacle. Collapse. <laughs> but that's on as much KD as it is on Russ. Yes. Yeah. 2017, when he's by himself, they lost to the Rockets that year in the first round. Rockets went on to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So that was a good team. I don't I wouldn't have picked them to beat the Rockets that year. Okay. Twenty eighteen. Should they have beat Utah? Probably should yes. have beat Utah. I'll give you yes. that. They should have beat Utah. Twenty 
2019, lost to the Blazers, but Blazers went on to what's the conference finals that year. I don't think they should have beat the Blazers, and they weren't going to beat the Warriors. Definitely not. And then last year, first round against the Lakers, when he was with Houston, they weren't going to beat the Lakers. Oh, second round. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that don't like LeBron, and they were hoping maybe, but they weren't beating the Lakers. Yeah. So my overall point is, if you really look at his career, and we not, and I'm not going to go into the triple doubles and all that and, and, and all that, because I think really Allen Iverson was a better scorer. Russell Westbrook does a lot of things well, obviously. But to me, it's likability why it's he's not getting that sort of overall recognition, if you will. Okay. In my opinion. Because, again, if I look at – if you take the years that he was by himself, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. without KD, remember, in the West, who was he beating? I'll give you I'll give you Utah. I'll give you Utah. Utah. Yeah. But, again, they should have been Utah, Utah lost to Houston in the second round that year, and that was the year that they should have – a lot of people thought they should have beat Golden State. So he wasn't beating he wasn't beating Houston either. So that's all I'm saying. Like in, in reality, okay. we can say, okay, yeah, he didn't make it to the second round. I'm like, okay, if he made it to the second round and he still was losing, who is he beating by himself doing triple doubles? Who? Nobody. That's all I'm saying. But is that Nobody. is that all on Russ? Partially. So Partially. Yes. Russ is the perfect, he has the perfect player. Hmm. He shoots a higher percentage from three. He makes better decisions with the basketball because, again, those are legitimate flaws in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's say he does all that great. He's still not beating those other teams by himself. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yes. to me, it's likability. That's the only reason. Okay. Again, me personally, I'm going to slightly lean towards Allen Iverson just because Allen Iverson is one of my icons. Right. But I don't think, thinking about it, because when, when – um, <laughs> When Kendrick Perkins first said it, it was a little, it was like blasphemous almost. Kendrick Perkins is blasphemous. He's blasphemous in that show. That's true. But when I was really thinking about it, it's not that much, it's not that blasphemous at all. And let's just, and this is my last point. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, because he's 32 right now, hypothetically speaking, let's say the next year or two, obviously his athleticism may take a little tick. Mm-hmm. Let's say he joins the Lakers or the Nets or the Bucks or Philly. You know, one of those teams that are in contention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he accepts his role as maybe like a third option, fourth option, maybe like a sixth man, comes in and plays well, and they win a championship. Watch how the narrative changes around Russ, because the whole likability factor would be different. Because people are going to start bringing in the home. <laughs> yes, Z. he is the worst well, this, person. Yes, Z. Yes, yes, yes. And he got an extension from ESPN. And he got an extension. How? Yes. Yes. How? Hey, he's just a he's just a boy from the country, man. <laughs> Whatever, man. But but again, I feel like with Russ, it's just it's it's narrative, it's likability. Because if he had more of a following and more of like a like an impact like Allen Iverson did, yeah, I don't think people would have as much like 
polarizing emotions when you bring out Russell Westbrook. Okay. Just I'm taking not- the emotion out of it and just being objective. Because, again, we know – I love AI, but listen, man, AI didn't show up to a big three game. <laughs> yeah. It's do with MIA. Like, I mean, you don't have to deal with that. As, as much as I love AI, it's like, dude – how you gonna create the league with Ice Cube and then not show up to a game? Like, bro. True. <laughs> so those are things. Those are, you got to take the good and bad with AI. Whereas Russ, like, listen. You know, you're not gonna worry about him not showing up. He's gonna come and play. He is. He is. He is gonna come and play. So All right. that's my overall point. It's just not. I'm still taking AI, but it's not. It's closer than you think. It's not like a a totally like blasphemous statement as so, much as 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 blasphemous as Kendrick Perkins is as an individual that's <laughs> actually not <laughs> as blas- blasphemous of a statement to say so you got AI Russ and Curry in that order no I mean Curry Curry's gonna be a top when when it's all said and done he's gonna be a top 10 player in one time okay Okay. I just threw him in there just for the likability factor. Okay. Because a sense. lot of that's kind of my overall point is mm-hmm. with, 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 with Steph. Because he has a lot of likability. I'm not talking about like people on Twitter like talking about him and his wife being light skinned and all that. Like I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about like mainstream media narrative. Okay. He has a lot of likability. He does. Like I said, like he's they are number nine. They've been flirting between nine and ten in the West. And again, he's been playing great. But what other player do you know that the media is even pushing for him to be MVP? Russ, Russ averaged a triple-double for a whole season and got his team to the fifth seed. And people weren't pushing for him this hard. Not this hard, no. That's, no. that's, that's like a bill. I mean, they're that's pushing Steph over Dame, a lot of people are. That's what and I'm Damian saying. Damian Lillard, they, they're – their playoffs are pretty much solidified. They're, they're making it to the play in the playoffs. Exactly, exactly, and, yeah. and that's and that's all I'm saying. Like, and man, look at go back and look at that roster that Russ had with the triple the triple double Russ with the MVP. I'm not saying it's as bad as the Golden State roster, but that's not act like he was playing with a whole bunch of all stars himself. Okay, and he didn't get that same energy and that same push as Steph is doing now. And they're technically not in the playoffs. I know there's the play in, mm-hmm. but. That's all I'm saying. There's, there's oh. just, a, there's a likability factor there that's not working for Russ. That works for people like Allen Iverson, people like Steph. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Coach K, what about you? Man, I don't know, man. And... <laughs> Stress. Kendrick, Stress. Kendrick Parsons, man. Like, uh, for me. I'm probably going to go with personal preference. Okay. And, you know, when I look at all three of them, I don't know. For me, like, when you when it's all said and done, I, I guess, like, I don't know. I guess Russ might not be that far off. Tell me, when you think about it. But, but to me, there's – There's no, there's really no comparison. That that's just me. 
That's just me. Okay. I, like I love I I love Ru- out of all three. Like I love Russ. Like you you're not, you're gonna get a hard day's work out of that man. Like no matter what. Like mm-hmm. doesn't matter what's going on. Like he's gonna show up. He's gonna play. And like you know he doesn't give two f's about what anybody thinks about him. So and that's oh, and that's what I like. Like he to me he embodies like the. Uh, you know, like the old school, like NBA, like the the kind that I grew up watching and, and love watching. You know, but um, I don't know. It, it's just to average a triple double in this day and age in this league. It's not. I don't know. To me, it's not as impressive. You know, when the game is not the same. I mean, that's there's no. To be played devil's advocate, though, is oh, it not man. impressive because of the game today, or is it not impressive because he's do- he's about to do it for the fourth time in his career? Nobody, only one other person has ever done it. True, the well, big I mean, like this is gonna be no, his fourth year doing it. There's no defense being played, though. I, I'm with you. There's no defense being played. Like I, I don't know. I, to me, it's just like, of course, to me, of course, Russ is going to focus on that because what else can he do? Like he, they're not they're not on a championship team. So like, what for the past like, and this was like my biggest problem with like uh, I feel like you know the LeBron narrative, like people calling him the goat. Like, it just feels like he's just stat padding. It just feels like he's padding his stats right now. Like, there's, I mean, I get it. Like, he hasn't been on the best teams and 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 all that stuff. But I'm just I don't know. Like to me, it's just like when it's all said and done, like. Russ, Russell, I mean, he'll 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 go down in history as one of the best, you know, like point guards. But I, I mean, it's just to me, it's just like I don't. Know, maybe I'll look at it differently one day. But I mean, it's it's we're talking about a league where it's it's just not that impressive to to do that. That's another question, though. Uh-oh. Go ahead. But at the same time, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. Go ahead. Especially in today's NBA. You're right. I think there's there's some stat padding there, but listen, that's that's how people get paid. In a league where everybody is sort of stat padding, he's still averaging a triple double. Nobody else is doing it. I still think it's pretty impressive. It is. It's impressive, but I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm guess I'm kind of like, what is that really doing for the team? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I. Because, again, I, I think if you look at it, especially those OKC teams, if he doesn't average a triple-double, those teams don't get in the playoffs. Because if you look at okay, the wins yeah. in triple-doubles, they had a – like, they were well over 500 when he had a triple-double than when he didn't. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, and, and he was playing in the West. It wasn't like in the East. He's playing in the West. Like that was playing in the West. actually were like the number six seed. Okay, yeah. Against they, other super super teams, it, against it, teams like Golden State that had the whole world it, on their team. So the year, the first year that KD left, um, did they they got swept in that series, didn't they? When they in the first round of the playoffs, didn't they get swept? No, they lost four. They lost four and one to the to the four West one. to the uh, to the Rockets. Okay. 
And again, that Rockets team so, yeah, played Golden State in the worst conference finals. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, to get a win on that team, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. With, I mean, who was the second best player on that team? Was it was it Reggie Jackson? Maybe Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Stephen Adams. I know, I know, our, our good friend Kendrick Perkins was on that team. Oh, you want to include him as a great player? That's why they lost. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll I will give you that. But aside from that, like. <laughs> I just don't know, man. No, I mean, I'm just, I, I, I'm just saying. I, I got you, Ken. I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm going, and and then okay. So when it's all said and done, like Allen Iverson is my number one. Like I don't care if Steph Curry has had a unanimous MVP. He has. When it's all said and done, yes, he will be a, a top ten NBA player, but. As far as like carrying a team by himself to the champion, like he hasn't, he's not proven. I mean, I feel like, and I felt like this would be the first year that he could actually prove that he could carry a team to the championship, and he has not done that. I mean, two year unanimous MVP, still hasn't done it. And then, you know, even when they went out and got KD, I wouldn't have settled for being the, the second best player on the team. You know, I would have proved to myself that I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking in my head, like, you know, prove to me that you're, you know, just as good as everybody says that you are. But, like, every, every time he doesn't have a finals MVP, the sixth man off the bench got the finals MVP for, <laughs> for playing off the first championship. Like, I can't. No, I mean, that's, that's one thing missing off of his resume for sure. Yeah. But, I, so, I mean, I think just from – his impact on the game of basketball right impact now. on the game yeah for sure for <laughs> impact on the game and i think i mean i obviously i think that can change but for me like i got i have to go with ai i mean he, t- he took like chewed gum and paper clips to the nba finals and won the oh, first no. game against the nba like against the shaq and kobe team coached by phil jackson yep yeah you talking about and you want to talk about changing the game of basketball, like Allen Iverson, well, he changed NBA culture. He did. For me. Yep. He did. So that's – AI is my number one. No, I'm with you. Like I said, he's my number one. Yeah. I mean, he's he's an icon for me. Like, in terms of favorite players, he's above mm-hmm. Jordan for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being, and, just being honest. But, yeah. and, again, and, I just had to defend Russ a little bit because I just, I just feel I'm, like people trash him all the time. He and I'm does just like, trash. It's only because y'all don't like him. I like I like Russ, but I don't know. I just can't I can't put him in that same level of comfort with like other teams. I mean, with with uh, I can't put him in the same level of conversation with Steph Curry and AI. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. All right, I'm a, I'm gonna quickly run my thoughts past here. Y'all said a lot that I that I had to say too. But what I'm gonna say is. You know, to your point, Coach K, about, you know, chew gum and paper clips and everything. Like, so, Coach Natty T, when you read about, hey, you know, they lost in the first round, uh, OKC did, and they lost this round, they lost in the second round this year and everything. I was thinking, like, there is a good comparison of, like, Russ and Iverson's playoff experience. 
and trajectory. That's all I'm saying. The only That's thing I'm saying. is, the only but, the only asterisk there is that Russell Westbrook has always had better teammates. Always. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I mean, when you, when you have KD, when you have Victor Oladipo, when you have Paul George, those are better than anyone Iverson has ever played with, like on the 60s. So for them to have almost the same playoff results, but Russ has had clearly the better teammates, I, I have to lean on Iverson's side of the equation with that. Uh, and Iverson actually made it to the finals being the best player on the team. Russ was never the best player while Kevin Durant was on the team. You know, so that I, I looked at it in that sense, too. Um, so I would have Iverson as, as, as number one. I would actually have Curry as two and then Russ as three. And this is no disrespect to Russ's performance. But I rarely agree with Max Kellerman ever. I rarely agree with him. Yeah. Yep. But what he did say is that it's interesting how people have put so much weight on the triple-double stat and saying that it's better than some of these other numbers that other people are putting up. So who's to say that getting 20, 10, and 10 is better than 30, 8, and 5? You know, so like just because there's two digits in each category, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a better overall performance. Uh, so I, he has blown my mind in his ability to get triple-doubles, like hands down. But when I look at the stats of the other two, I just think that they do more for their teams. Curry, for instance, is the only one out of the three, actually, that doesn't need the ball to be effective. And we talked about this on the show um, weeks ago, that guarding Steph Curry is like, you have to run a marathon just to catch that dude. That he can bring up the four, he can break you down and score either way, or somebody else could bring it down the floor. He could run around the court and get his shot. So he's flexible, which allowed him to play with a KD and a Clay Thompson because he could do it that way. Russ and Iverson could never do that. They're, Iverson struggled just with Carmelo on his team to be able to be as effective. So I would have to say, take into account what everyone just said and my points, I. I wouldn't argue stats, overall stats, because I, Iverson leads in, in, in points. Uh, Russ has the rebounds and assists uh, as far as career averages. Uh, they're not as big of a gap as you would think, but there is a gap there. I would just go Iverson, Curry, and, and, and then Russ. Uh, but all three Hall of Famers, AI is already there. The other two are going to be there, too. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's just my opinion. Mm, no, I, I agree with you. I mean... That's my overall point, too. I just think, I, I guess my point was, when I really thought about it, it wasn't as blasphemous of a statement when he initially said it. Yeah. Because, again, I just think Russ, because there isn't a likability factor with him, he's very polarizing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people just, I think most people, because he's done it so many times now, people are going to devalue it because they don't like him. Let Steph average a triple double for four for four years in his career to see how that goes. It'd be the best thing that's since sliced bread. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all Our, I'm saying. Because people come up with ways to knock down Russ for doing it, but yet if other people do it, oh 
not many. Like, for instance, I'm not I'm not trying to say LeBron is a better player than or is not a better player than, than Westbrook, but you notice like when LeBron, for the LeBron folks, yeah, it was your triple double in the finals. But to your point, what does that really matter if y'all lost? Mm-hmm. But then when Russ does it for a whole season, it's like, well, well, oh, well, that's just he's just stat chasing. Well, what is that stat chasing? Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. Because if we're gonna argue against the triple double, argue against the triple double consistently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my point. Got you. That's why I got. I, I just had to defend Russ a little bit. Okay. Again, I just feel like people just always hate on Russ. I'm not. Like, well, not you. I'm not I'm saying not, you, Kenny. I'm just saying like oh, in yeah, general, yeah. like the overall narrative around Russ. He's very polarizing because there's because mm-hmm. he doesn't have he doesn't have like that likability squad behind him. He doesn't have it, and and that's and that's part of the reason why I like Russ. Like I like yeah. Russ so much, just because he just doesn't care. And um, but I don't know. I'm I wasn't trying to like, I guess like speak against Russ. That's why I like this topic's so hard for me because for me, mm-hmm. like Russ is one of my favorite players to watch, just because you like I say, you know what you're going to get. You're going to yeah. get 110 percent every single time, and you know. I'm glad you clarified that you were uh, you uh, were defending Russ and not defending Kendrick Perkins. Oh no 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 no! no. I'm defending. <laughs> oh, best believe, best believe. Also, right I want to add one more thing to this to this debate. Russ's efficiency is a problem too. It is. Um, so though he puts up numbers Big that numbers. look like oh wow that's impressive, he also leads the league in turnovers. So he's going to give up. He might get you 10 or 11, you know, assists, but he's also going to get a, give the other team the ball at least five, six times. He averages about five turnovers a game, six turns of a game. Um, Curry is number 12 in the league. So you have Russ out there, number 12 in the league. Iverson, I think it was about 3.9 turnovers a game, so it was less than Russ. So we talk about efficiency. Are you kind of canceling yourself out at times? Uh, I think Russ is not an efficient shooter, and sometimes he can be very reckless with the basketball uh, and turn the ball over. So you know, sometimes he is. Yeah. But again, let's let's again. I'm gonna play devil's advocate again. Without Larry Brown, how would Allen Iverson's career have went? Just being, let's just be honest. I don't know. I mean, AI needed a strong coach to be able to. To get him to do his thing. Yeah. So, Scott Brooks, I know you're naming him the second best point guard of all time in your eyes, but I think that's that's partially coaching, too. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Because, again, what he does, because he still plays almost like a rookie, almost. Like, as he's going in and, like, extra aggressive, and then he's, like, he'll, he'll jump too high, and then he's like, oh, shoot, what do I do? And he may throw up something, or he's going too fast. That's where a coach has got to sit you down and be like, look, dude, this is where you need to go here. You need to do this. We're going to run this offense. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's not that's not all on Russ. I think they, they kind of just – people just get Scott. awestruck by his athletic yeah. ability. And they're like, oh, we're going to let him play. I'm like, well, how about you actually, like, be a coach mm-hmm. and, like, I'm, coach him with details instead I'm, of just being like, well, I'm just going to let Russ be Russ. I, I've never – I've never seen Scott Brooks as more than a uh, 
like a medium level coach. Like he's that's not what, an elite coach. That's what I'm saying. He's not an elite coach. No, that's so, what I'm saying. I mean, maybe or I think if you could if he could get on a team with like like a LeBron or like somebody who could like help utilize a skill set to to the best of his ability. I think that's at this point, this is that's what, you know, Russ um needs. I'm not sure when his contract is up, but yeah, I think, I think that's two years left, something like that. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's one thing I would consider is like, I mean, you saw, I mean, you saw, you saw, you see what Chris Paul is doing with uh, the Suns. Yeah, the Suns. I feel like I feel like you put him on like a Lakers team, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I actually at this point I think like the, the lake yeah. Yeah, Russ to LA, yeah. Russ to LA. Mm. I think I mean where where else could Russ go that he could really be effective? You no, know? but that's but I, that's my but I was that's what I was saying, like hypothetically speaking, just looking down the line, because he's thirty two now. I'm just saying, I'm just in in the terms of just narrative. Like if he, you know, once he's thirty three, thirty four, still has some athletic ability and all that, but Let's say he went to a Lakers. He went to, uh, like I said, like a Philly or a Brooklyn or something like that. And he, like, came off the bench. And he actually played really well. And they won the title. Mm-hmm. Would, yeah. his, would the narrative change around him? It would. So, so. That's all, that's, and that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think I'm so, I would still have AI and stuff above him, ranking-wise. Mm-hmm. But I just think... His his likability factor is a big factor in the overall narrative about him and why he gets downgraded. So, so taking like, his flaws and everything because he's he has a lot of flaws in his game. There's no denying that. But so you you think so? Like say say he did go to the Seventy Sixers, you would really put Russ on the bench? No, I'm just saying. I'm saying because he's 32 and he's getting older. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying, like, if he went to one of those teams, like, because, like you said, I think he has one or two years left on his deal. He's not going to get another max contract. So nah, let's say not. he goes to another team, like a contending team, and takes and just accepts, a, like, hey, I'm a slightly older player now. Let me accept a lesser role and be a contributing factor to a championship team. Right. I guarantee, I'm just saying, I guarantee you. The whole narrative be like, oh man, look at what Russ did to his game, and oh my goodness. You know what's interesting about this conversation is that AI and Russ aren't that different as far as what they bring to the game of basketball. I mean, because you know, he, yeah, he didn't show up to Iverson didn't show up to a big three game, but his whole <laughs> his, his whole like practice practice that was about him saying, listen, bro, like. When it's game time, I'm going to go out there and give it all I got. You don't have to worry about that. You know, so, like, the fact that AI was – he might have been villainized by the league, perhaps, with, with Stern in charge, but he was actually embraced by the culture in a way that Russ isn't quite being embraced. But they're very That's similar. That's what I'm saying. Because they both don't care mm-hmm. what you think about them. They both want to do their own thing, and they're both going to give their all. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them were excellent shooters, but both can put up numbers in their right. own right and are great, especially considering their size. Yeah, their passion for the game, exactly. Mm-hmm. So for sure. It's just interesting that even with 
how, how this culture has shifted, we're not embracing rest the same way we're, we embrace AI. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Because even yeah. to that point, that's, that's my overall point. And again, I'm still ranking AI higher just because he's, like, he's my icon. But at the same time, like one of AI's last stops was in Detroit. And that was when they had that still that nucleus of that starting five. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this because there was a game in LA, and this was with uh, like the Kobe Gasol, <clears throat> Odom, and all that crew, like very legitimate Lakers squad, right? And AI came off the bench mm-hmm. from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget that game because he came in and just completely destroyed the Lakers. Like, they didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, AI just couldn't accept that role of coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, that sort of hurt, that kind of hurt his legacy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because as much as I love AI, I also say, man, AI, like, dude, if he would have just accepted just, I don't know if they would have won the championship. I don't know. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, he definitely could have been a contributing player on a on a winning team. Yeah, and that you know what I mean. Yes, and that's yeah. what I'm saying with Russ. Think... Like, imagine Russ kind of being in that same sort of scenario, but he and I think he kind of has a different attitude towards the game. I feel like he could embrace a role like that. And what if that team won the championship? I think I think that that whole narrative changes around Russ. I think I think it's a lot easier. I want to add to more layers to this conversation. Um, one out of all three players, Steph Curry's shoes are trash. <laughs> it was like, it's most Look, important point. <laughs> hey, Iverson definitely went on the shoes tip, like, hands down. Like, there's, oh, absolutely. There's no debate about that. Sure. Um, but also, I think, I think off the court, in totality, I think that AI dealt with more adversity. Oh, oh, so I mean, by far. So I think I think that um, I think that makes his legacy just that much more greater. Um, <clears throat> then I mean, just because of everything he had to go through. I yeah. mean, he never. After a certain point, I feel like the team start stop believing in him, and and for me, I think I think it was just hard for him to accept that role because. Of, <laughs> Because he still had some of his best le- best years left in him, yeah. So mm-hmm. we, you know, and and that's that's why I think his legacy got cut short because of that. It's hard so, to rewire yourself after you've been yeah. the guy for so long. I mean, mm-hmm. Carmelo learned the hard way too, but he's actually on the upswing because he understands. Like he was able to adjust his mentality, but he actually yeah. had to go go so far to not be in the league for a bit to be able yep. to say, "All right, listen, I'm gonna make this work." I'm gonna make this work. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna maximize my minutes, um, but I'm, I can't be the Carmelo I was with Denver and, and New York and stuff like that. But I can still be a contributor to a team. That's something that I don't think. Ru- I, I'm just projecting for Westbrook. I don't think he's gonna be able to do it. Honestly, you don't think I don't so? think he can rewire himself. I don't. I, I think that's why it just depends on what team he goes to. Like if he would, if he could find, if he could somehow get to the Lakers before LeBron retires, I think that would be an excellent pairing. Yeah. But but at the same time, or it's just like he it, it has to be the right situation. Mm-hmm. Like and I mean Yeah. Well technically last year he did sacrifice his game for James Harden. 
I think, and I think yeah. that's, I think that's something that worked because, you know, they're such good friends. Yeah, because I mean, he was at least. <laughs> he said it's not happening. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's probably not. I'm just, I just want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but I just think you know, it did, again, it didn't work out last year with Houston, but he did like sacrifice his game for James Harden. You know, he's at least yeah. capable of it. Going right. back to the cultural side of things, like. Not only have, have we not embraced Russ on the side of, like, oh, man, like, Russell Westbrook, but, you know, we on the court, people be like, growing up, we were like, hey, MJ, you know, I was doing some Jordan off of TV. Uh, Iverson, like, I'll never forget, people used to not be able to shoot a lick, but they would be out there dribbling for hours to be able to handle yep. the ball like Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Some of them could like actually some of them couldn't shoot to save their lives, but they you couldn't take the ball from them though. Like nope. it was just crazy to see how people embrace that and they're embracing Curry because they're like, you know, everybody's like Curry, you know, shooting the three and, and everything like that. Um, but I've never heard somebody I you know, I'm playing like Russ. Nope. Like, I'm doing even, you know, I work at a university and I, I talk to people all the time. It's like you never really hear Russ as far as, like, I'm trying to emulate my game like Russ either. Right. I think that's very interesting. And I, he deserves more respect than he's getting for sure. But that's it. That's, yeah. that, and that's, that's all I'm saying because he has a lot of flaws in this game. But, like, again, there's such, like, think, a polarizing negative context when you mention Russ. Yeah. And, and that yeah, yeah. I, I just think, I think that's a bit overblown. But again, are there better players than him? Yes. Is he the second best point guard of all time, as his coach said? Heck no. Absolutely not. That's black. <laughs> <laughs> but. I do think, I mean, listen, if he doesn't win a title, he's probably, or here's another conversation. Maybe this can be a future one. Let's say he doesn't, you know, he doesn't win a title. He just goes out, like, on his sword playing the way he does. Is he the best player ever to not win a title? No. I can put it right right now. Nope. Who'd you put? Like you put Charles Barkley ahead of him. You put Carl yeah. Malone ahead I mean, of him. Yeah, yeah. I put I put several people ahead of him. So this is interesting. Restless, like we used to view the Spurs, we get so used to their greatness that we don't appreciate them. I'm assuming is like the context that's in because, yeah, I I think we all hated the Spurs, but they were just so dang good. Like they were good. They were good. Spurs. Yeah. 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 Spurs are. That's I, a great point. Yeah. I, I view the I view the Spurs as like driving through Ohio. It's like boring. <laughs> <laughs> don't disrespect us like that. Don't do, don't do that. Kenny, you live here too, bro. Don't don't disrespect. I know. Us like that. I know. I live here. Um, hey man, listen. I've driven out of Ohio plenty of times. Like, I grew up <laughs> here. Yeah, Lord have of- mercy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah, like that that amount of farmland is just ridiculous. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and, and, and put a stop to that. It's ten o'clock. We appreciate you rocking with us for uh, we've been going for an hour and a half now. Uh we did our power rankings for the NFL going into the next season. Uh we did uh analyze Jimmy Buss's top top five Lakers, most important Lakers. Um, and then we did a little AI, Steph, and Russ. 
uh, appreciation, though. I think we all appreciate them and we can all give them, prop, give them props. All right, so if there's a topic you would like to see on the show, please hit us up on IG, uh, CBOX Podcast. Um, your topic may make it to the show. So we appreciate you listening. This is not going to be the last time we do an IG Live for our episodes, uh, but please check us out, the Coach's Box Podcast, or Apple, uh, Google, Spotify platforms, where you, wherever you consume the podcast. Thanks, Sam. Yes, thank, yeah. thank you, sir. Appreciate you, sir. All right, so we'll, we'll catch y'all next time. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay blessed and stay safe. All right. All right. Peace. Peace.